Welcome to the Feel Strong Fitness Podcast. We build one-on-one custom fitness programs for committed people who refuse to compromise and are tired of wasting time to get the results they want. No filler, no nonsense, and no time to waste. Let's talk about it. Hey, hello and welcome to the Feel Strong Fitness Podcast. My name is Justin McClintock and thank you so much for pressing all the buttons you had to push to get me into your ears. Today we are talking about training versus testing. And this is a conversation I've had with several clients and coaches over the past couple of weeks. And I thought it might be interesting to dig into what we mean by training and testing and spell out some of the pitfalls, setbacks that we see clients and coaches sometimes fall into, which will limit their progress, stunt their growth, and potentially cause some problems, including things like injuries, setbacks, more plateaus, things like that. So what are we talking about when we talk about training? Training should be what we're doing most of the time. Training is how most workouts are built, how most programs are built, is the thing you are doing three to six days a week progressing forward. When we are training, we are trying to create these adaptations. We are trying to get stronger or add muscle or lose exogenous fat or get stronger or hone certain skills or become better in certain modalities, perform things with a higher level of quality, perform things that are more complicated, go longer distances with decent effort. All of these things are things we are training towards. Training should be progressive. Training should build on itself. Training should be sustainable. Ideally, most days of training, the next day you can train again. Maybe not the exact same thing. If you squatted heavy on Monday and you did a good job and your training was built in a thoughtful, constructive, progressive manner, you probably don't want to squat heavy on Tuesday, but you might be able to press heavy on Tuesday. You might be able to run for a distance on Tuesday. Ideally, you shouldn't be laid up for two or three or four days because training is so hard that it just lays you up for several days. If that is true, if your training program sounds like that, I would suggest you are overreaching in a way that is unsustainable and leaving a lot of gains and a lot of progress on the table because you are not training those other days. If you intend to train days and your training is so hard that is setting you back, it is way too much. Training should be sustainable. Training should build on itself. Training should create adaptations. When we train, we are solving these problems. Most workouts, most programs, most modalities are built around training. That's what it is. That's what it looks like. Moving toward results, moving toward adaptation, creating these things one tiny block at a time, As we say over and over and over again, nothing breeds results like consistency. And when we talk about consistency, we're especially talking about consistent training. Something you can do three to six times a week, moving your body with a high quality of movement through your biggest effective range of motion in a progressive way that is a challenge, but not so challenging that you overreach in a way that is unsustainable and either get hurt or can't train on the days you want to train again. That's what training is. Testing is trying to quantify what your training has resulted in. It's trying to see what those results are. It is a one rep max. It is a race. It is a competition. It is a show. It is the test of all of your training. Now, it is of note, and I think this is really important. Testing generally does not create any adaptation. I'm going to say that again. Testing generally does not create any adaptation. Doing a one rep max, performing that one rep max 
doesn't make you stronger. It is a result. It is showing the result of all of the training you have done up to that point. That rep essentially doesn't make you any stronger. It is why we don't max out every day. And if you are someone who maxes out every day, you're either very new at training or you're about to get hurt, I would suggest. There maybe there are people out there who can do that all the time. I'm completely impressed, kind of, but I still think you're wasting your time. There are more effective, more efficient ways to do this. Now, testing is also super sexy. Testing looks great. Testing is the highlight reel. Testing is what people like to show off. Testing is what people write down. Testing is what your training may likely be based off of. If you get a new skill or move a new weight or race at a certain speed, whatever that is, it's entirely possible that your next training block will be based on this testing. People love to test. People love, they see it as a huge success. It is an easy thing to understand the progress from a test in a way that training is not always as easy to see. People are generally less satisfied with an eight rep max with a three second descent versus a one rep max all out effort, right? It is easy to understand. I used to be able to do 85 pounds and today I did 95 pounds for my one rep max. I have obviously made progress. I've obviously gotten stronger and that's true. I am not disputing that testing shows things and testing is important but testing is also a trap. And it is a trap that people fall into all the time. If you know someone who loves entering in competitions, they are just entering a competition all the time. And this is important, altering their training toward that competition. If they are essentially running from competition to competition, just training for that competition or that test or that race or that show, and then on to the next thing, they are likely not making nearly the progress they could be if they just trained. Now, competitions are fun, and there's lots of reasons to compete. When I have competitive athletes, whatever we're talking about, whether it's road racing or CrossFit or bodybuilding or whatever we're talking about, I will often suggest that they start competing far sooner than they think they're ready. Because competition is hard, there's lots of logistics around it, there's lots of emotion around it, and doing some competitions can be really useful. But if we're going to do that, I will make competition just another training day. We will write it into their training block, they will show up, they will give their best effort on these possibly extreme efforts on these maybe one rep maxes or workouts that are harder than they're used to or a run that is race pace when they don't usually go race pace on Sunday but it is just another training day we're not altering their training toward it and we're not altering their training necessarily after it I love competitions and testing is a lot of fun but it's important to understand your goal if your goal is to get stronger recognize that that is a big goal and it is not to back squat 95 pounds on October 17th. If your goal is to back squat 95 pounds on October 17th, we should absolutely be building a training program around that, build toward that. We are going to test on that day and that is your goal. And that's an okay goal, especially if you were doing strength-based competitions, whether professionally or just as a hobby. If you are doing a powerlifting competition and you are determined that you're gonna bench press 225 for the first time on stage, which would be an amazing accomplishment, then our goal is going to be, all right, on the day of the show, you're on the day of the competition, the powerlifting meet, you're going to bench press 225. That's our goal. Totally useful, totally reasonable. Where this falls down, and we see it all the time, and this is where athlete coach communication becomes really important, 
is especially people who are coming back from a little bit of a plateau or a bit of a setback. They're building their volume. They're feeling good. And they have a day where they're just, they're just feeling great. And maybe they're supposed to work up to, let's say, you know, sets of three at 85%, but they just feel awesome and they push it and they push it and they try and max out and something goes wrong. And something going wrong could mean a bunch of different things. It might mean they get hurt. And that is sort of the worst case scenario. They test when they weren't necessarily ready for testing, when their program wasn't built to be tested that day. Something goes sideways and they get injured. Big setback, big bummer, feels terrible. Everyone's upset about it. It could also be that they don't do what they thought they could do. They were feeling really good, so they swung for a new one rep max and didn't get it. Now, depending on the athlete, they may feel weaker, they may feel less useful, they may feel unsuccessful, they might feel like this program isn't working, what the hell am I doing? If they don't understand the path forward, if you as an athlete don't understand the path forward, I strongly suggest you talk to your coach and ask about these things. Some people find more validation and testing more regularly, and that's okay. I would suggest there's lots of ways to test. They don't always need to be one rep maxes. We did a podcast a while ago about whether or not you even need to test one rep maxes because we believe not everyone does. There is a risk reward ratio built into that. We're not anti one rep max, but we think it should not necessarily be the default for everyone. I think every goal requires a little bit of thought. I think every test requires a little bit of thought. Certainly if you're building tests, if you're building competitions, they should be thoughtful. They should make sense. They should be based on some reasoning and science ideally. Understand the path forward for your training. Understand the adaptations you're trying to create. Look for benchmarks. It is very reasonable to have check-ins every so often and test these things. Maybe at the end of every cycle, you test in some form or fashion, whether it's metabolic conditioning pieces or races or rep maxes or stamina maxes or whatever it is. That's great. But if you're testing all the time, if you're running from competition to competition, if you're only maxing out, if you're only going as hard as you can, and don't find validation in the day to day training, you may need some different training, or you may need to at least have a conversation with whoever is writing your program. So you can understand the why and the reasoning behind what you're doing. Because if you are currently dissatisfied, because you're not testing all the time, if you find testing to be the greatest good, I would suggest you're on a relatively short path that you don't really want to be on. You want to be on a more sustainable path. You want to be able to train for the next 30 years. I'm not saying you can't win the CrossFit Games next year. It's entirely possible you can. That is a reasonable goal. That is a huge test leading up to something like that. We will certainly be testing on a regular basis, but most of our days will look like training. Most of our days will not be maxing out. Most of our days will not be 100% efforts because most of our days are going to be built to create adaptations, to overreach a little bit. So as you recover, you adapt in that recovery, you are ready to train another day and you are getting stronger, better, faster, more resilient, harder to break through that training. Testing doesn't make you better. Testing doesn't make you stronger. It shows the results of your training. Consistently training breeds those results that you want to show off in the testing. Spend as much time as you can in the training. Hit the results once in a while, and you'll be on an extremely sustainable path forward. It is also more likely that when you test, 
you will be more satisfied because you've put in the work to make those tests actually show the results that you were working toward. It's all those consistent steps that breed the results that look so sexy, that make the Instagram, that make the highlight reel. It all happens in training. The testing is the result. The training is what creates those results. That's the ingredients for the final product. Spend more of your time baking and less of your time showing off that final product on the table. I think that's what we're going to say on training versus testing. We're going to keep it short today because I think that's what we have to talk about. Thank you, as always, for tuning in. Thank you for sharing. Thank you for subscribing. Any written reviews you can leave makes a really big difference. Whatever you're listening to this on, Spotify, the Google, the uh, Apple Podcasts, Breaker. There's some people on Stitcher. I love all of you types. If you could leave a written review while you're there, that really helps out. Drop five stars. I appreciate it. My name is Justin McClintock. Feel strong. Thank you so much for listening to the Feel Strong Fitness Podcast. You can find us and DM us on Instagram at feelstrongfit. If you're ready to get started, you can fill out an intake form at feelstrong.me as well as finding more about the company there. Thank you so much for sharing, subscribing, and reviewing the podcast. If you have more questions, reach on out. We don't work with everyone, but we will talk to anyone. Get in touch and let's get started.